Please note that this episode contains graphic descriptions of broken car windows and white people's music. I'm talking to myself like, I can't believe this happened. I could not believe it. I have to now contact my insurance, my bloody rearview mirror. Violence, armed robbery, assault, hijacking. All words too common in the South African lexicon. So much so that they cast the spotlights away from indiscretions that go unnoticed, lurking in the shadows of society's most pestilent underworld. I want to meet the forgotten victims of heinous acts of inconvenience. Join me, a professional amateur sleuth, as we try to solve the cases that plague ordinary hard-working people and also trust fund beneficiaries. And maybe we can close this chapter of trauma on their lives. My name is Phil DeLunger, and this is Petty Crime South Africa. It's estimated that at least one in every eight billion people will be a victim of crime in their life. And for South Africans, it's a daily source of concern, much like load shedding or the parlotones. At any point in time in South Africa, one will find a vacant car with an open window and scatterings of glass to greet the owner upon their return from buying a cappuccino or conducting the walk of shame after a Tinder date. The average motor vehicle is a vessel for criminal opportunity, a buffet of indiscreet and small valuables, a sort of waiting zone for items that will eventually find themselves on Facebook Marketplace. According to Stats SA, over the last 10 years, there were 351,322 incidents of theft from a motor vehicle in the Western Cape. Maxine Peters was a victim of two of these heinous crimes in as many years. I was an intern at the SABC. So I was working at night. Um, I'd go to college during the day. I was completing my third year of studies. I'd bought my first car. It wasn't even a Taz. It was a Conquest. So it was an old, cute little white Conquest. It had nothing in it. It did not even have a radio in. And it didn't even have a hole for the radio. It still had that little plastic thing that fills up the hole for the radio. And it just said Toyota on there. So um, I would park my car at night um, opposite the front door. And every night the security guard would accompany me. Um, to my car because I would leave it about half past 11, 12 o'clock at night. And the one night, remember it was in the middle of winter, came across the road and I thought, wow, the car looks a little bit different. Then I realized that it smashed in my passenger window of my cute little conquest. What could they have stolen? There is nothing in this car, absolutely nothing. We check, nothing's obviously gone because there was nothing to begin with. The car is as empty as what I left it, and um, and I'm really upset because I've got this big gaping window, and I needed to drive all the way home, which is about 20, 25 kilometers, in the cold, in the middle of winter, and I'm driving, and then suddenly sort of the anger hits me. You smashed my whole passenger window. I have to now contact my insurance. I, You know, and that's that's the worst thing for me about the, these kind of things is the 
PT and admin PT that you have to go through to sort it out. So as I'm driving down the N2, I am now suddenly the, the rage hits me and I'm talking to myself like, I can't believe this happened. And how could you break my window? And, and then I decide, wait, I need to change lanes. Let me check in my rearview mirror so that I can change lanes. And then I realize the bastard stole my bloody rearview mirror. My bloody rearview mirror. It sends me into another frenzy of scream crying almost like, My rearview mirror, how could you take my rearview mirror? And yeah, it was just, I, I couldn't, I actually couldn't believe it. And then I had to go and get the rearview, the rearview mirror, um, I had to buy that. And I had to get this bloody passenger window also sorted out. So yeah, I was not a happy chappy that night. How much does a rearview mirror cost on a Toyota Conquest? I don't actually remember what I paid for it, but you can imagine what I would have paid for that passenger window would have been probably over a thousand rand and then probably 100, 200 rand. And I couldn't even get the one that was there before, which was sort of attached to the roof. I had to get one where we stuck it onto the windscreen, which is not the way that is supposed to even Mm -hmm. Look, that's not even the style of it. So whenever people would get in, they'd be like, hey, this is a different kind of rearview mirror. And then I'd have to relive the whole trauma of explaining to them how somebody had stolen my first one. Yes, and now your your windscreen is just not aesthetically pleasing and you got that inconvenient glue mark from this now stuck on rearview mirror. And still, the fact that they stole a rearview mirror... Where do you, okay, maybe you go and sell it to somebody who doesn't have one. But seriously, you're now walking around the street trying to, hey, you want to buy a rearview mirror. It just doesn't make any sense. You can maybe still sell a car radio, but a rearview mirror? Seriously. Yeah, I was just really pissed off. As an amateur professional sleuth on his first case, I too was intrigued. Who would steal a bloody rearview mirror? With no clues left behind, I painstakingly took two minutes to find a number through a trusted source. Gumtree. Hi, good day. I'm just making an inquiry about rearview mirrors. About what? Rearview mirrors. Yes, and what to call? For Toyota Taz Conquest. Yes. Do you have any? Okay, yes, we do have here. Okay. Uh, am I allowed to ask where you get them from? The mirrors. Yes. Do they come from scrapyards? Do people bring them in secondhand? Yes, it's secondhand, yeah. Okay. So do people come and bring them in, like, en masse? No, we we break in cars. Did you say you break in cars? Yeah. Stripping cars with space. Oh, I thought you said that you break into cars. Sorry, I misheard no. you there. How much is a review mirror for a Toyota Taz Conquest? Let me just quickly just try note now. Thank hold on. Thank you. Review mirror for the chair. Price. Yeah, 150. Hello. Hello. Yeah, it's 150. 150. Okay, I'll see if I can come by later. Okay, but we're closing at 2 o'clock now. Okay, thank you, sir. Stop. Now that I had solved the case, 
I was about to tell Maxine that she no longer needs to look back at her trauma through the review mirror of life. Do you want to hear about the CD also? But it seems my work was incomplete. Tell me about the CD that was stolen. Yeah, so we went out to, um, I think it might have been uh, Cubana. My expert, finely tuned private investigator sensors were tingling like the leg of someone who sat on a toilet for 45 minutes scrolling through TikTok. How is it that a journalist casually went to Cubana, an establishment known for charging at least the GDP of Swaziland, just to book a table. Park the car, off we go and party. Come back. Oh my God, they have smashed my little window at the back. And then I discovered also that that little window actually is really expensive too. Um, Possibly more expensive than what the bigger windows are. So I'm like, yeah, it doesn't open. It's just there to like look pretty. The only thing I had in my car were a couple of CDs. So I'm like, what could they have taken? I checked through the stuff. Everything that was in my cubbyhole has all been thrown out. And, uh, you know, all the nonsense you keep in there. And then I start checking, okay, my CDs are gone. But wait, there's one CD left. And I check and it's my dad's Credence Clearwater Revival CD. So you had the time to look through all these CDs and decide, nah. This white man music, I'm leaving just here. And that's what they did. They left the CCR CD right there and off they went for the rest of my CDs. Can you remember which CDs went missing? Um, it was my, um, what was it? Uh, Lucy Paul. Oh, I love that CD. The Lucy Paul CD I know was definitely in there. And I think it was also my George Michael. Um, that one way. It's the white one where he's on the front, like one of his later ones. I think George Michael was always white, Maxine. It was the front cover that was white. Don't be rude. And I think in his soul, he was actually black. Greek, but black. (laughs) The the music that he made, nah, that man had soul there. George Michael was born Georgios Kyriakos Paniatu to a British mom and Greek Cypriot father. As we digressed from the case of Credence Clearwater Revival, I had two pertinent questions for Maxine to help me solve this case. Does she actually enjoy the Have You Ever Seen the Rain hitmakers? And what has she actually done to deal with the trauma of the crime? Listen, I like CCR also, but yeah, they didn't want that one. They decided that they weren't going to take that music um, and but I had it then and every time I listened to it I would remember the bastards that stole my other stuff have you had to go to therapy for these heinous crimes committed against you you know what it was the 90s nobody went to therapy as a semi-amateur sleuth I was left with questions that could take me down a path putting my own life in danger why is it that criminals would take everything but a Credence Clearwater Revival CD. Was it an inside job from Big Glass, knowing that Maxine would need to repair her shattered window before she could repair her shattered hopes and dreams? Will Big Glass be coming after me next? If you have been a victim of petty crime, and need someone to investigate, contact us on Mixit. 
Metty Crime South Africa is an All Ears production. This episode was produced by Phil DeLanger, written by Phil DeLanger, presented by Phil DeLanger, with investigations from Phil DeLanger. I am Phil DeLanger, and this has been Petty Crime South Africa. It's true crime, but it's petty. Petty.